Seriously though, this whiskey is like, it, it's actually kind of blowing my mind given the fact that this is a, a like just a straight bourbon but has the spice of a rye. It's pretty Isn't good. Isn't it blended? Blended bourbon? I don't think it's, it, it's that, this, well it might be blended, but typically even blends don't have this much kind of bite to it. Just no, that's nice and peppery. Yeah, it is pretty good. Colorado. From Colorado. Rudder asked me to tone down the swearing. Who did? What? Rudder. Is, it, is his daughter listening or something? I don't know. Oh. I he, don't even know if he has a daughter. I'm just he just said if we were going to be an official PNFL podcast, we might want to tone it down a little bit. Has he actually been on a PNFL sideline? <laughs> or parking lot? <laughs> or a Facebook we, we page? Did, we did talk about that. Or... That we would have to tone it down. Yeah, that's true. I mean, reach. yeah, but like for right now, it's a player's podcast. We are. Yeah, this we is. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a player's podcast. It's a player's podcast. Anyways. And, uh, I, and I toned it down last week. Oh, God. Did you? All right, was I, I that mean, you toned I don't, down? You know I was in the military, right? Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Episode two of the PNFL podcast. Uh, I'm one of your three hosts, Patrick Coyote. Uh, sitting here with me in his own house. Is uh, former coach Jake Timmerman. And? And uh, Leg Kennings. Leg Kennings. Or, as Scott Zorak calls me, <laughs> the leg. Zorak. <laughs> no, Zorak. it's just this is Ken Boson. Uh, so... This is an interesting episode because last week we were talking about, you know, week one of the season and here we are with coronavirus putting us back about four weeks, maybe. Four yeah. weeks. We'll see. Maybe less. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe less, but schools at are least only, four weeks. Schools are only closed to the first. Mm, depends mm. on what state you live in or what kind of where in the state. Camus like, is closed until April 24th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like all the Seattle area schools or like till the <coughs> middle of April? Uh, Oregon, Oregon's just April so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, just a recap of our last episode. We talked about uh, the week one matchups. Uh, we talked about, um, you know, players in the league from leagues past. We talked about the players that are some of the players that are in the league now. Um, and this week we're going to kind of touch on what's going on with uh, everything around the league. But first, what's our whiskey of the week, boys? We have a blended bourbon. It is from Colorado. It is Breckenridge. Ooh. Breck? Breckenridge. Ooh. Pat, you're, you're from Colorado, right? No. I'm from here, but oh. I have family in Colorado. Oh, okay. That's so, okay. So I have been to Breckenridge. It's really nice. It's uh, a ritzy area for yeah. sure. Uh, but S ski village. Shout out to Breck Brew, uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Yeah, absolutely. They make some really good beer. Huh? Uh, oh yeah. 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 We'll have to get some of that. I'll have to get the PNF. We'll do like a some kind of like Colorado crossover game. There we go. We'll do that. I don't know if anyone <laughs> wants that smoke. They got some pretty good, te <laughs> they got some pretty good teams out there. I don't know, man. Yeah, you were calling out Utah last time, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, there's a lot of folks out there with uh, a lot of vowels in their last yeah, names." You, and so, yeah, if yeah. you think the Usos are strong out yeah, here, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, as a lot of people might know, uh, the coronavirus has stalled the beginning of the PNFL season for at least four weeks. Uh, Ian Lynham put out a video on the PNFL uh, 
well, not on the PNFL. Yeah, page. on the on the G Man and the the Oregon Semi Pro Forum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I put out a video just kind of explaining what was going on. Uh, a lot of the fields that we were scheduled to play on are closed. The school districts closed them down. Oh. Um, so I first figured something was going on when the Timberwolves announced that our week two game would would be canceled. So from that point, I was kind of like, all right, well, right. week one's probably done too. Yeah, yeah, that's where it lives now. Scheduling yeah. conflicts. It, it'd be it'd be easier to postpone the entire season than to try and reschedule a ton of games yeah. as they're supposed to happen. Yeah, so I think what will happen is we'll either play the first six games of each, so there won't be a bye. We'll play six straight weeks. Um just whatever the last two games are, those will be eliminated. Uh, mm. And then the last two weeks of the season will be playoffs. So they said that they can't schedule anything past June. So if we did eight straight weeks and started on April 11th, which is the proposed start date, mm-hmm. that would put us at May 30th for the championship. Is that because the school districts close after June or whatever? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah and they won't, they won't allow us. I mean, it – it sucks. Yeah. But, but, like, I I don't know why they couldn't do something like they did when we played in the Summer League where they had the championship at Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a, well and, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, there's, I mean, there's got to be a lot of schools out there right now that have availability, right? Like, I can't imagine I that there's so, like, that all these fields are so busy or so tied up, like, that, yeah. that there's no availability. Yeah. Or what's all, the, all the new schools and then even, like, I know in Gresham down by where I work, they built – a complex li- complex literally just for soccer with eight fields right it's just literally a soccer complex yeah and, and i i hope that the league you know I, I hope that they figure something out to where we can actually have the full season you know just the you know if we're delayed the four weeks it is what it is and i'm sure they'll they're gonna run through all their options but i feel like i feel like there was a season where they played we we played sunday games too Maybe that that's in my head, season. but is that okay? Yeah. yeah, that was the summer season. So Kingsway, they, I mean, the problem is, too, is, and we'll probably touch on this in another segment, but this league has kind of gotten a bad name. Oh. For, yeah, so they were priced out at Hare. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so Hare priced them out. You know, I don't want to, like – throw like dump all these details out you know and i don't know the full story but this is what i've heard is that the league got priced out at hair they wanted like something outrageous like 500 an hour or something Whoa. Like that. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um and then a lot of uh a lot of other schools you know the 80s have gotten word of stuff that's happened in the league and and they've actually cut back on like usage so there's some games this season where we weren't going to have a scoreboard we weren't going to have locker rooms oh wow yeah so it it sucks but it also it also makes sense because i remember i was the player rep for our team last year and scott would put stuff out to us and then we'd tell the team and then it just went in one ear and out the other like i, I remember specifically at harris like hey that's a no pet facility and then there'd be a dog or whatever there every time yeah right and it would be players. I mean, the biggest one is like. It, it, I mean, it's not that hard. Just don't do it. Yeah, like the biggest <laughs> one is like the the drugs and the and the alcohol. Yeah, like it's it's so easy. 
just don't bring them to the football game. And it's like, no, I, I got to do yeah, it. Yeah, right. Everybody like, comes across like Tyrone Biggums talking about, like, you know, <laughs> drugs and alcohol have ruined my life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the COVID-19 virus has delayed the season. It stinks, but it is what it is. We're still going to talk about the PNFL. We had games last weekend that we get to yeah, talk about. Yeah, talk about those. Yeah. Um, so also, I just want to clarify for anybody who didn't watch the video, because I noticed there's a lot of people who commented on the video without watching it, thinking that the season was over. The season's not over. Yeah. They're still going to play. The only thing that might happen is it might be a shortened version of the season, but that would be it. Um, Money-wise, I don't know if that's going to change anything, I but that's going to be up to Scott, and I'm sure he'll put that out at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll He's just, got a whole month to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know if they'll take you know, take that money and, like, try to get Fields, like I said, Grant or, right. you know, something like that in the summer. Yeah, that'd be great. And just extend, you know, have the full season. I don't know what's going to happen. I had a I had a ton of guys in my inbox like, when am I going to get my money back? <laughs> like, the most you're going to miss is two games, bud. Calm down. What if we start right. hitting one of those urban games like we did back in the day for that summer league when we played on the, P- on the uh, PSU field? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, you I have like to, that game. <clears throat> you have to reserve that field too. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's I mean Yeah, I mean good soccer luck. Soccer is right. Yeah, Portland, exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Which stinks. All and right. and that field is extremely risky too. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, no, I that remember that. Yeah, that like, that that oh, jo- them joints was dodgy. Yeah, yeah. That big wall like on the sideline, people just run into it. You want a way to get concussions. Yeah, exactly. That's how you get concussions. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Talked about uh, talked about last episode. Uh, also, with the coronavirus thing, we've had a, some teams that have been in the public eye. Uh, Salem Scallywags offered to uh, deliver food to people to those that are in quarantine or or kids that you know can't go to school. Right. If the, if it's a issue with uh, not being provided a school lunch, if they need yeah. other means of food. I think that's great. That's really cool. Good on Phil. Yeah, nice job, Phil. And that's how that's how you build a program. Exactly. And that's and that's honestly that's that's a good way to get that community outreach. You know, get sponsors that way. Mm -hmm. That's sponsors is huge. I mean, they have a sponsor. Well, it's also I know that I know they have a sponsor, but that I mean, anything more you can do that you can associate your name to something good. Right. Well, yeah, and it's stuff like this. This is this type of thing that rehabs our relationship with. These school districts, they're kind of like staring at us, kind of going, hey, mm, do we really we want to? Yeah, exactly, yep. right? Like, okay, not everybody is going to be kind of doing this stuff that, right. you know. Wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch your face. Yeah, Wu-Tang. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Coach Jake? Yeah. You got a good gerb of the week? Uh, yeah, I got a good uh, – so um, I got a couple. Um, for those For those who don't know – the good gerb of the week. <laughs> <coughs> Jake and I attended a was it the Cobras? It was the Callus Cobras, yeah, back yeah. in the day. And Jake went to go say hi to one of our former Sentinel players, or a former Viper. Former actually. Viper, former Sentinel, uh, and I was big trying Rick. to, I, yeah, Big Rick. And uh, I, I, yeah, like I was trying to tell him good job, and also like Hey Rick or something like that. And I got <laughs> stuck in between, and like in front of God and everybody, I just yelled. Good job. <laughs> so, from that point on, we used good job. Good job. 
That's a inter sentinels meme. Yeah, right. Yeah. But all right, so good gerb of the week. Good Who you got? Week. Yeah, so good gerb of the week is going to go to Parker Lapsley. Uh, Parker, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a deep cut. Uh, Parker Lapsley. T- Parker Lapsley is the uh, is number two, I believe. He's the running back for the uh, Mountain Men. Uh, this brother, ca- listen up. This brother carried the mail. Uh, like he was out there doing his best Derrick Henry impression. He was delivering. He was delivering the mail. I think he accounted for four of their six touchdowns or something like that. Um, and he was doing it. The, he was doing it the hard way between the tackles. So uh, okay. my good gerb of the week goes to goes to Parker Lapsley. All right, hey, hey, good gerb. Hey, yeah, right. good gerb, good, good gerb, good gerb. All right. So one of the things that we didn't get to talk about last week because we went for two and a half hours. Yep. That's uh, easy. What, yeah, it's so easy, especially with us. Uh, was the coaches from each PNFL team? Oh yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of us know the players. Right. Uh, you know, some players are new. We get that. Some players have been playing this league for a while, <clears throat> but the coaches sometimes go overlooked. So uh, Kenny. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll just talk, let's talk coaches. I'll introduce this in a way that I know personally. Like when, when we were the Sentinels, we started out. We only had twelve dudes. This was PNFL was brand new. I didn't even know that tackle football leagues existed. Yeah. And we just had twelve dudes that are like, yeah, let's just chug beers on the sideline and hit people, you know, <laughs> things like that. And it, it and took some teams. That's right. That's oh, right. For sure. But you know, it was, it was so unorganized, and then everybody was just teaching each other things. Like it. it it just wasn't well run, and we just—it was all heart and no talent. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, you know, and Until it, we were we, we, came along. right. <laughs> we were having fun, but then you know, I wasn't personally there the first week. Jake and Brett, and who else was there? I think it was just me, Brett. Just you and Brett. So, <coughs> as far and then as coaches go. yeah, as far right. as coaches. So came so, in. Yeah, like Silva came said, on later. We stumbled on our practice, and man, it's you know took took a group of guys from just a bunch of bumbling idiots basically to. <laughs> Actually, forming a football team with an offense and a defense and the special teams and like a little bit of purpose, like behind everything, and it it was a huge deal. And that's why I wanted to go over the coaches because, you know, if you if you just have a group of talented dudes together, they could probably do okay. But when you have a coach that can that can mold that into a team, it makes a big difference, especially at this level. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm gonna start it off just. Um, you know, this is in no particular order. The first coach I have on here, and I got their PNFL win loss record as well. So I got Ooh, the, man, he's putting, he every, he, digging. He's putting everybody on front <laughs> street right now. All right. So I got the the first coach uh, is Jeff Barker, oh. uh, former coach of the Mafia. He's the current head coach of the Swarm, and he also is the defensive coordinator. He has a PNFL record of 29 and 10. Damn. That's a lot of wins. That's pretty good. But wait, asterisks next to that though, because there was what one season where they didn't count the rest of the games, like they didn't keep stats. Yeah, Did something like that. I so I, I actually went through and I looked at the matchup and I kind of guessed. I, I made an educated <laughs> guess, like okay, so Fair about enough. who did the what? The mafia were playing the Venom. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I guess you know that mm. was the mafia. Oh, they played the Thunder. I'm gonna guess the mafia one. Yeah, up. right. Oh, they played the Cavs. I'm gonna guess the mafia one. Up. So it, this is like I don't know this about is that one. it's like 95 percent accurate. All right. Okay. So you know, and then if we're gonna talk about you know all the coaches, we might as well go through some of the other coaches on the Swarm. 
And from my notes, it looks like there's only two. No, there's three. There's three. I, now. Can, I can speak on it. All yeah, right. So uh, the next is the offensive coordinator, which is Pat here with us. Yeah. We talked about we first talked time coordinator. Talked we talked that. enough yeah, about it, that. But uh, <clears> go ahead so, and talk about uh, Coach Q. Uh, so the other coaches uh, that are on the swarm, Coach Q. <clears throat> He was the offensive coordinator for the Mafia last season, right. uh, and he's coming into the special teams coordinator role uh, with the Swarm. That's really, big. Yeah, really excited to have him aboard. That's um, cool. feel like he can bring a lot to the program. And then the other coach is Ron Morris, who okay. he, he's a uh, – Raheem Morris? No, Ron Oh, Ron Morris. Morris. I'm sorry. Jesus. Uh, Ron is the offensive line coach. And he is—that's also big. Yeah, that's huge. He is a miracle worker. I can't speak enough about how good Ron Morris is as an offensive line coach. The guy knows his shit, uh, and that's about—that's about all you need. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He'll punch you in the mouth. Mm. That's all. I mean, yeah. That's. I mean, really, you got all your bases covered if you got, you know, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, special teams, and then specifically the O line. I think that's one that you got to have because yeah, that's really crucial. It's a complicated. It is. Role. There's a lot of moving parts when you're coaching O line, right. and, and especially and if you're uh, an OC by yourself, that's hard to, because it's almost like you have two different groups of people that you're coaching at the same time. Like the line has their own deal, yeah, separate from all the skill players, and so mm-hmm. having that mm-hmm. separated is huge. The Haugmaulis. Yeah. So the next one I got on the list is Mr. Chris Rudder from the Buzzards with a PNFL record of 16 and one. That's a good record. That is very good. He is the he is the head coach and the offensive coordinator. He as well has a uh, let's see Michael Robinson the second as the defensive coordinator. He's got an offensive line coach Kevin Brockman and a defensive line coach. And I'm sorry, I'm going to mess this name up. Ulysses Monarez, I do believe. Okay, he's the defensive line coach. So hmm. I don't see a special teams coordinator. I'm sure that they probably share that between. Chris and Michael, but uh, it's probably Trey Larson. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> He's doing everything that's, else. That's, yeah, that's player run. Um, no, man, Rudder is a Rudder's a stand-up guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, obviously, uh, came in with the buzz, got inherited a, a really talented team, and he's only built it yep. from there. Right. Um, runs a, a clean ship, and I mean. The guy won right. the championship. Well, he so. uh, the one thing I do two like them, right? about two championships. championships. One thing I like about Chris is, you know, he he's uh, he's lucky because he has such a wealth of talent. But he's also not afraid to let talent walk yeah. if it's a bad fit. Yeah, yeah. If I appreciate that. You He'll know, let you know if it's. He'll tell you. Yeah, he will. He will let you know. I I do like that about him. That's uh, that's something I wish every coach could do. You know, you got somebody who just doesn't mesh with your guys, doesn't mesh with the coach, constantly making things harder on everybody else letting them go is it's it's hard to do if they're if they're a high talent and i think that speaks to the maturity as a coach because a lot of coaches i think especially in the semi-pro ranks um are really hesitant to kind of take that risk or, or gamble on that uh i mean you know you know how to how long can you hold your nose and just tolerate a guy because he's quote-unquote good uh, or right. he makes us better or he's a superstar all this that and the other thing um but for a coach to kind of be willing to go, yeah, we're going to do we're, we're going to go through some um, addition by subtraction. Um, that's a huge deal. It's huge. All right. So the next coach that I have on the list is the current coach for the Salem Scallywags. It is Irish Blue or Christopher. 
the head coach. The head coach. He uh, he is the head coach, and he does special teams. He has somebody else running the offense and defense for him. Yep. Let's look and see who that is uh, here. Said is the offensive coordinator. Right. Uh, can't remember his last name. Said Walker. And then Said uh, Walker. And then we have let's see Spencer Blackman as their defensive coordinator. <laughs> A lot of controversy around Spencer controversy. Blackman. Interesting. Yeah. Did you not? Did you not see Polk's live video? And I, I with did. With his his scathing interview of his uh, Mike Rich. Forty-five minutes scathing video. interview. Mike Rich said that Spencer Blackman uh, told him that he would do whatever the bleep he told him to do, and Mike Rich told him to get out of my bleeping face. Alrighty. Uh, so you know it. That's another one of those fit things. From what I've, from what I also heard in that interview, uh, Blackman was trying to say that they needed to call banjo call in cover two. You don't, Jake's just you, shaking even, his head. Personally, I don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> so oh my god. But I'm not. I, I'm not going to speak on things that I don't necessarily know about. But that was just. What I don't. Know, I mean, here's. Said. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. If we have time for scheme talk, because we're trying to talk about coaches right now. But just scheme that, talk with Jake. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if That's you're trying to. Box. Yeah. If you're trying to do cut banjo in cover two, I'm not sure what you're doing. All right. Uh, so I'll go on about Irish. He did coach one other team in the PNFL as a head coach. It was a Vancouver Venom. They had an unfortunate record of 1-11. and 11, but Who did they uh, beat? They beat – it was either the Cavs or the Thunder. Yeah, I, I think it was, I, I, it was the Thunder because I remember it was, a, it was a game down in Eugene. I remember it yeah. was like this game. And they, was, they actually walloped them. They, yeah, they, 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 they rolled them up. Yeah. Let's think about who the Thunder were for half a second. Correct. But, well, you're, ta- and, but you're looking at, a, you know, like I said, a 1-11 and 11 team, and then they beat the Thunder by 30, 40 points or something like that. Oh wow! They sledgehammered him. Right, exactly. Wow. So, wow. Irish I mean, had, had little Dre, and little Dre. Right, and so that I mean that's kind of hard too. And I, I feel like I I don't want to say that that's like a terrible record. So he tried to make another Vancouver team when there was already an established Vancouver team. So trying to pull talent away from an already established team is difficult. So that's probably more why their record reflects that. And. Uh, but I will say he has coached special teams for the Sentinels. He has coached special teams for the Raiders before they were in the PNFL. So allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> so he he does he does have his, uh, you know, he's been around. He yeah he. I'll, I, here, so, for, so for me, here's one of the he, the so um, one of the benefits or the the bonuses of uh, having Irish um, on your coaching staff, and I would assume now as your head coach for the Scally, is that you get access to mom. Mm. Ooh, mom's cooking. That's a mom's big huge. recruiting chip. Right, seriously. That was a big like legitimately. So, uh, all of you guys on the on all the yeah, all you guys on the scallywags, enjoy those cookies. Uh, yeah. So the other one of the other coaches that's on the scallywags is Jason Schaefer. Yep. Uh, who's listed as the running back, wide receiver, linebacker, and defensive backs coach. Sounds like he's a skills coach. Yeah, he was with the Sentinels last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually like Jason. Yeah, yeah. I he, he did. He did guy. a really he, good job. He actually, yeah. I feel like uh, it was it was kind of a learning learning season. It was for a learning him season as for well him. as a coaching season for him last year. Yeah, he's uh, assisting, but he, I mean, he learned a lot and he did a great job. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason was one of those guys that really modeled um, modeled taking coaching. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. in those moments when you know, like he would need a little bit of like his coaching would need some coaching. Uh, he did a good job of just, you know, good, good gerb, gerb, a good gerb of, 
uh, just taking it, being open to it, and kind of just like letting guys see him get coached up so that he could do a better job. Yeah, all right. Good hype guy too. Yep. Yeah, true he, story. He got people hyped up on the sideline. Yeah. <clears throat> they had. Uh, the, it looks like the Scally have one more coach more. listed. Jawan White. Oh, Sorry and if I said Jawan, that wrong. Yeah, Jawan White and, and Cody Christensen. Yep. The O line coach and the D line coach and the D line linebackers coach. I I don't know those guys. I'm, I'm not sure either. But hey, they got a wealth of coaching. Not yeah, that's nice. They also have Philly Phil. Yeah, Philly, Philly Favre. Favre. Being Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, just no. Jerry Jones. running the show. He's running his show like Jerry Jones. You know what? I'm doing sure. a good job from what I can see. A good gerb. Good gerb. All right. Next, we got the Outlaws coaches, starting with head coach Ryan Doty. Doty? Yep. He Doty sent me a Doty? friend request on Facebook today. I haven't decided if I want to accept it or not. <laughs> you want to you wanna swap film? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. All right. So, head coach Ryan, he's also the offensive coordinator. He has a PNFL record of four and five. It's pretty respectable that was considering their first year last year, right? It was their first year last yeah. year. That's that's pretty respectable. You they know. were, you know what? So they were they were a tough team. Very. We tough. went down to Bend. Granted, we didn't have all our weapons, but we had enough weapons to try and make something work. Yeah, right. And they just they flat out beat us. Yeah, I, with I the, think with the people that we had there, I was sitting on the sideline like, oh, we got this. We got enough people. Now. Right. No, we didn't. Well, and I think that they and, and to his credit, uh, I think they came out with a really aggressive game plan. Like that's a that's a coach. That's another one of those. You know, I, I don't know, um, you know, his history coaching or anything like that. But that that to me, when they're willing on the on first play from scrimmage or, or you know, during the kickoff, their first kickoff was an onside. Oh, yeah. Um, that to me, that to me speaks to a lot of like just. A mature coach who understands what he wants to accomplish, what he wants to get done. Right. Um, knowing, and knowing his guys. And yeah. One thing, and exactly. And yep. They look good this uh, this last weekend too. Yes, you they know, did. We'll, we'll talk on that a little later. The uh, the other coach for that team that they have listed is Chris Langford as the defensive coordinator. He uh, he good game plan previously too. coached with the Mafia, I believe, as the offensive coordinator. Really. I do believe. Hmm. I do declare. I do believe. Yeah, yeah, because the mafia coaches were one of the holiday coaches, yep. and he was the offensive coach. I do right. remember that. So they got uh, two coaches. Very nice, perfect. And then uh, let's see who I got next. I got the Bills next. Who is the Bills coach? The Bills coach, and uh, they have head coach Christopher. I'm gonna mess this up. Mole. I'm sorry. Mole. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mole. Bloody Mole. <laughs> Big Harry Mole. Anyway, uh, uh, we forgot to talk about the butt hurt segment. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. It's in there. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So don't take this the wrong way. I just don't know how to Hold pronounce it. They have name. a guy named Zach Gambino. Shout out Childish Gambino. Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Anyway, so Lando Calrissian. He is the uh, <laughs> he's the owner and the head coach, and actually he it doesn't look like he does any coordinating. He literally is just a head coach. He's got a he has the offensive and defensive yep, coordinator. Samuel Thurman is their offensive Pulling and defensive coordinator. Mm. So you got somebody running the team as a whole, and then somebody just calling the plays is what it looks like. Uh, you got an offensive line coach Brandon Levitt and a defensive line coach. Johnny, if, Lewis? if you got people John that you Lewis? can, if you got people that you can do that with, I mean, going with the coaches as CEO model is not bad. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, especially if you if you <coughs> know, <coughs> hey, this guy, <coughs> Phil, 
<laughs> Phil Dupont. Well, <laughs> if you if you know that somebody has a, an advantage, you know, like it, he he could be a better head coach, but this guy could be just better at calling plays. So it makes sense to let him call the plays, and so that maybe that's why he's listed that way. He could be pulling the Irish the Irish role, uh, head coach and special teams coordinator. Yeah, that's very true because it doesn't list the, the Joe Judge. Joe Judge concept. Yeah. Hire a special teams guy to be your head coach. Yep. yep. Just Talk let the other idea. guys do it around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Samuel so he, Thurman? Uh, Thurman yeah, Merman? Samuel Thurman, yeah. So uh, then, yeah. So he has a PNFL record of two and six. The Bills did beat, I think, the Mountain Men and the. Oh, who are I think they. Did they, they catch one over the Vikings? No, they. Yes, I, they did. Week one, they beat the Vikings. Yeah, that All was right. when Brandon Brandon Pyatt was their quarterback. Oh, that's right. Well, that would be why. That was a that was a oh. shootout. Too. <laughs> hey, hey, they got a they got a good quarterback mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. They do. He's a former buzzard. Yep. Yeesh. They they I mean they I've seen a little bit of tape on them. I didn't see their preseason game, but I saw uh, a scrimmage. There is one. With the Timberwolves, yeah, on right. That's, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's a scrimmage. That's okay. Right, yeah, that's yeah, a scrimmage. That's what I see. Just making sure. So, all right, so who's, we're gonna move on. Next? We got the the Trojans coaches. We yeah, got we got to roll through these. Yep, head coach Charles teams. Johnson, <coughs> and uh, he has a PNFL record of seven and three. Trojans were a really good team last year. Yeah, yeah they, they came strong. They came strong. Talent, they just, just I I want to. We really wanted to play them. I yeah, we did. We that, did. If we had our full team, if the Sentinels had their full team, that would have been one of the best games. Oh, I think absolutely. That would have been down. yeah. That would have been flames. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a fun game. Versus Epa is yeah. going to be. I, they play each other this season, I think. Oh, that'd I think be oh, from the this, yeah, play. yeah, yeah. That's a matchup I want to see. That'd be good if they might at least play in the playoffs. If anything, yep. Two, if there's a fourteen playoff, the Swarm want to play the Buzz in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so we got head coach Car- Charles Johnson. We got defensive coordinator Phil Castro. Is that Jordan uh, Castro's dad or brother? Uh, I'm not probably sure. related. Related last name, probably. Uh, they got a special it's a Fidel's grandson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this podcast just turned. That's all right. <laughs> so then they have a special teams coordinator Richard Camerzel, which makes me believe that Charles Johnson on top of being the head coach, is the offensive coordinator. Most likely. All right. And then we're going to move on to the Mountain Men. Mountain Men. Uh, We got Josh Moffitt, who is the offensive coordinator and the head coach. Oh, okay. Could be possibly related to this person. Not sure. There's a Moffitt's on my dad's side of the family somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. But uh, they had a... (laughs) Rich Ed compelling. Story time with Pat. They they did have an unfortunate season last season. They Ugh. went uh, zero and eight. Are they Ooh. the only team that lost every game? Yes, they are. Ah. I don't. Yeah. So, but they. I mean, they I, got a, it's a new year. It's a new year. Yep. They've they've loaded up, and I think I think they're a lot better than they were last year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we Hot got. I listed Kenny. Josh Moffat as the head coach, but they do have an owner slash GM Travis Hale listed. Okay. And then they have Perry Campbell as a defensive coordinator. So they got an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and then they got someone doing all the behind-the-scenes work, which is always nice to yeah, have. Yeah, it's nice. Yep. Usually that ended up in one of our hands, right. the Sentinels, either as a team captain <coughs> or a coach. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Yikes. 
All right, who's next, Kenny? All right, next we on the we go to the Panthers and we got uh, Paul Frazier Senior. Paul Frazier. We had the pleasure of scrimmaging these guys. Senior, right? Paul Frazier Senior. Yes. Oh no, Junior. Paul Frazier the third on the team. All right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, we had the pleasure of scrimmaging, quote unquote, these guys this last weekend. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'll look. Oh, here comes this. <laughs> here comes the. <laughs> Look, this and this. Yeah, are you waiting for the backhanded compliment? Here we go. I I like Paul Frazier's attitude. Uh, I think that he's genuinely trying to build a good program. Yep. Um, And, you know, I I hope it all works out. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, they have a – it looks like they got a wealth of coaching also. They have a, a GM who's also the player. So, I don't know if I count that as a coach. Okay. Um, they have an offensive coordinator, Chris Bjorklund. Bjorklund. Uh, they got a special teams coordinator who is a former Sentinel, former Mafia, former some other teams, I'm sure, yeah. player, uh, Antonio Richardson. I didn't see him out there, though. <laughs> and then uh, they got an offensive line coach, I Jermaine Flintroy. Right. Well, they're, they're listed. That doesn't mean they can yeah, necessarily yeah. make a scrimmage. Right. But uh, more coaches is always better. Bjorklund yeah. called me out on facebook did he about my comment in the last episode oh because i said they didn't want to do inside run and then they they were talking the whole time <laughs> all right they were talking trash the whole this time this is good podcast hey so material. what's the next uh so what's the next uh yeah, what's team the next there, team there right. kenny okay then we uh we're gonna go to the warriors the who the warriors the warriors all right so <clears> on the warriors they also have Oh, it says four coaches. It's, all right, so they got Dane Alvarez, who is the owner. They have, what? I'm sorry if I mispronounce these, Coleca Alvarez Priest is the general manager. They got Robert Scott as a special teams coach and Tim Papa O-line, D-line. So I'm going to assume that Dane and Coleca are offensive and defensive coordinators. I'm just not sure which is which since they're not listed. But, uh, yeah, four coaches again. All three coordinators and a and a line coach. That's like that's perfect. That's perfection in the NFL to me. So, and we don't really know anything about them. Like I said, they're they're we've said it before. They're a brand new team and really don't recognize any of these names. So, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and uh, move on then. Who's the next team, Ken? Uh, next team is the Timberwolves. Oh, the famous Timberwolves. They are. St- Patty Schefter says. Oh boy, Patty Schefter. Patty reports. Schefter right reports. off the hot. Oh man. We need like a, Mr. Need like a breaking news soundbite. They're still building. Yeah. That is what head coach Bill Carlin has said. Is he the head coach? No, now? sorry, offensive coordinator Bill. I thought Bill was the head coach. Bill is Did not. we go over we this, went last over this week? last week? Yeah, something like that. So they got so Joshua Nelson, who's their head coach. Yep. Bill Carlin is their offensive coordinator. Hmm. Tony Johnson is their defensive. They have two defensive coordinators. Tony Johnson and... Worked for LSU. It did. Jared Anderson is their co-DC. And Tracy Bird. Yeah, country singer Tracy Bird. Wow. Uh, Probably not the same guy. Yeah, star-studded. Probably not the same guy. Okay, real quick. (laughs) What's that? What did you guys think of Bill Carlin pulling out the Wildcat in... in, uh, 
their game against the Aztecs. I know we're we going to talk about well, this later, well, but we are going to talk about it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah, talk about on. it later. Let's talk about it later. Come on. All right. Yeah. So they. On, so let's. Uh, I don't know who was the head coach last year. I think it was Bill last year. But either way, we're going to go with the Timberwolves PNFL record. They went one and seven last year with one win over the Mountain Men. Ugh. Poor Mountain Men. Keep banging, fellas. Yep. Keep banging. All right. Who's All right. Next? We only got like two. What? Two more? We got two more. There's a lot more. of teams in this league this year. Good teams, lord. Bro. That's why it kind of sucks that this that the it's league's not growing. getting started next yeah, week. Yeah, no kidding. I was so excited. No, dude, man. I was so excited. <laughs> All right, <It> stinks. <laughs> Who's All right. next? Who's All next? All right. So the next two teams we're gonna go through pretty quick because we don't know too much about them. Okay. Um, because they're new to the PNFL. So we got Aaron Fentress as the head coach for the Raiders. Never heard of him. Yep. Me Who? neither. I don't know. I think he's on TV sometimes. <laughs> Is he getting? Oh, mm. Anyway, won't say it. But Go on. He's he's. I mean, he's been around. He's he's. Yeah, uh, I think everyone yeah. knows who. Like, Fentress I think is everybody knows who Fentress is. Three other leagues. The, the yeah. Same team. At a certain point, you just stop counting how many wins the guy's got. Right. Exactly. He. You know how many he has in the PNFL? Zero. He has none. None. How many right. How many losses does he have in the PNFL? <laughs> none. None. Okay. All right, so Aaron Fentress is the owner and head coach, and he has a special teams coordinator in Edward Grady, who has been on a lot of teams in the PNFL. Yep. Yeah, he was. Well, I mean, Outlaws, and then Nightmare, and then Nightmare again. Yeah. Oh, he was a Sentinel for a season. He was a Sentinel Sentinel for for a season. season. Uh, Three quarters uh, of a season. And then Nightmare again. Yep. As a coach slash owner slash player, I think. Yep. And he's definitely he's got some football knowledge to give. And then uh, Marshall Baldwin is yep. the offensive line coach and special teams coach. Yeah, they got two special teams coaches. Interesting. Yep. Uh, and Forrest Maybe. Sherman, the former Westland, was he at Westland or was he at Lake Ridge? Uh oh, I don't remember. Man, off the top of my he, head, he, um, I know they they just wherever he was just hired. Yeah, which was kind of a they did which him was dirty kind of a in my dick opinion. Move. Yeah, it was, they did him dirty. Yeah, because he he went to state, didn't he? Or yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, wow. they, I mean they got good coaches on the Raiders. Good Seems coaches, like very good, good coaches. Yep. You, you, Seen a lot you of don't you don't win uh, you don't win that much year. without good coaching. Yep. So I don't know if a lot of those people. Posse was on. Hey, fun fact: Said uh, Walker, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Scally. Oh boy. And uh, Aaron Fentress, uh, the head coach for the Raiders, played on the same college co- uh, football team out there at the uni- at uh, Pacific University there in uh, Oak Grove. Really? Interesting. Yeah, or for- is Forest Grove, which is Forest, Forest Grove, Grove out there, in, yeah, out there, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one of them was the X, and the other was the Z. No. Huh. Yeah. I want to know who receivers, huh? All right. I want to know who was who. I'm curious. If I recall correctly, I, I, if I'm, if I recall the story that was told to me correctly, uh, I believe that Fentress was Z. Fentress got the speed. Got the Fentress, speed. Henry, the Henry Ruggs That's of right. Pacific University. <laughs> said, got them hands though. Yeah. Said them, them pillow hands. Lancer, <laughs> you gotta run, Lancer. <laughs> I don't know. That's that the reference. wrong way. <laughs> All right. You wouldn't get we're gonna, it. We're going to move on to uh, the, the Sabres. Team, the Sabres. Sabres, another new team. So, no PNFL record as of yet. They have uh, head coach and offensive coordinator William Conrad. So, we're going to see they uh, their tape looks good so far. Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah, it does. It looks so good. 
we're gonna. I we're think gonna, they're gonna surprise a lot of people. They I, seem to be a well, yeah, well-oiled machine right now. Yeah, they have do. headsets too, which is which means they got someone up in the box, right? Probably, which was really good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was great for us on the on the Sentinels having <laughs> the eye in the sky. Yeah. So I'm gonna go through these here. We got Zach Nixon as the owner, uh, Craig Mulligan as defensive coordinator and offensive line coach. And then Andre Bonaparte, wide receiver, linebacker, coach. I believe it is pronounced a Bonaparte. Sure. Uh, did you just try to pronounce a French name <laughs> in it with an Italian accent? Gorlami. Oh my gosh. All right, and then uh, then they're let's see running back, tight end, defensive line, and DB coach Kamu Talele. He's going to be really offended. He's going to be so offended if you'd mispronounce his name. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Well, he's gonna. Uh, so those are the coaches in the PNFL. You know, a lot of these coaches are new. Yep. Uh, we don't know a ton about these coaches, but, you know, so far some of them look good. Obviously, Fentress is a guy that comes in with a lot of experience. He's kind of known around the semi-pro. Yeah, you know, I think I think a lot of the coaches that, that I'm just kind of looking at this list that Kenny's been giving us to, um, you have a lot of high-end experienced uh, and talented coaches with a lot of really well-established teams. Yeah. And then I think that you have some new coaches that um, have a lot of kind of cool opportunities um, to kind of establish themselves. And I think that's the only way you become an established coach is by kind of coming out and doing something and kind of making your mark and, you know, yeah. um, you know, that. Well, and the, Sa- and the Sabre staff definitely did that yeah. Um, yeah. by coming out. And first of all, scheduling a game with the Nighthawks. Yeah. N- knowing that's that, knowing ballsy. that that's going to be a challenge. Making a splash too. I, I like that. It's a, it's a brave choice. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, but you know these guys. Will, these guys will prove it throughout the season. They got a good team. Yep. Um, you know, they, these guys got a lot of talent. We're really excited for the season to start. Obviously, yeah, we're we all kind of waiting for it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you we gotta wait. Uh, so, those are all the coaches in the PNFL. Let's move on to the games from last week. Or what did what did. What did you want to talk about, Kenny? The butt, uh, the right. butt hurt. So I wanted to say this before. <laughs> we got some butt hurt people. You know what? We do. Let's let's say this. I got a ton of flack on Facebook because yeah. of what you said, right. you son of a bitch. You said that the Raiders <laughs> were gonna get stomped. Oh and I, and, no. and and Mikey B. Yeah. Called me out on G-Man and was like, oh, Patrick Coyote said that the, the Raiders were going to get stomped by the buzz. First of all, <laughs> I said nothing of the sort. I said it was going to be a good game and that the buzz – I said the buzz would win, but I didn't say it was going to be a blowout. Well, so, okay, well, okay. Patty, but Patty. there are a ton of butthurt Raiders players there are. that were like, oh, these people don't know anything about our well, team. I will say this, Patty Mayonnaise. You just went ahead. <laughs> Did you just Pat? reference Doug? Like, oh, that's excellent. You know what? You that's put words in my nickname. mouth because like, I never said they were going to get stomped. Yes, you did. I did not. I listened back. You I listened it. back too. You know what I said? What did you I say? I said, I think it's a blowout. Yeah, 
that's the same thing. No, no, no. Stomped and blowout are totally different. Oh my god. We're gonna have to. This we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to come up with like a hierarchy <laughs> of like win. You know, win category. Like this Liz, is a win. Liz, this stomped, was co- you know close, is like comfortable. In every aspect of the you know game. blowout, oh stomp, god. boat raced. You know, what I mean, <laughs> boat raced. I love it. No, we won't I, talk about I mean, a certain train that we know. Yeah, right. blowout is a score thing. Stomped Ooh. is like a, you made them. Your so like, bitch kind of. So thing. like, so like, I don't think that's the case. So blowout is like just what it looks like on the scoreboard, right. but like stomped is like what it looks like on the field. Oh, it's bad. Okay. Are we, okay? Still, a lot of Raiders players were a lot of butt hurt. It wasn't they just were butt hurt. Look, it was a little bit of everybody. If and you guys can't take a little bit of criticism, I I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Polk. Look, I didn't listen to Polk's whole live video, but did I he couldn't say listen anything? to forty-five minutes of that. Did he? Did, I don't know if Polk I got said anything. Fifteen minutes in, but I know that Polk, Polk would just hear that and he would be like, "Okay, that's fine. They they think we're gonna lose. That's fine." Right. But all these other players, certain players that go to Gold's Gym in Vancouver, were like, "No, they don't know anything about us." <laughs> I saw what you guys had to offer before you, yeah, before you added all this talent, and who knows? <laughs> also. Who knows with this delay if they're even going to be able to keep that talent? Because if that pushes the season, because it's a scheduling conflict with the right. next season. So uh, who knows Ooh, if that's going to be tough? Yeah. Certain right. players from up north are going to be able to play. I don't know. So let me let me let me talk about this butter. This is what I got written down. We are going to poke fun at everybody. Yep. It's not because we don't like you. It's not because we. Are trying to dog on you. Because it's because it's like, we like to have fun, yeah. and that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. We're having fun doing it, and we want to keep it that way. And uh, you know, that's that's just part of it. And we do want what's best for everybody. So that's why I say, don't get butt hurt. We're we're making fun of everybody. It's for fun. Yeah. If you have if you have thin skin because of a joke, how are you going to take coaching? Oh, the here's same the, the same way the, that most semi pro players they don't. Well, like go. that's a simple yeah, solve right I there, brother. Like let me tell you bro, something, bro. Like there, there's like one percent of semi pro players that actually accept coaching. The other ninety nine percent believe well, that maybe, they should be on an NFL maybe that's roster. something. Right. That, maybe that's something that needs to be learned because it's it's. I'm thirty five years old, but I could it still was play an in epidemic the NFL. before COVID nineteen. Yeah, oh. right. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna so in this podcast. Like I said, don't take it personal. It's a joke. Don't get well. It's a joke. We, okay, we but have we have our valid points. And it's well, okay, but here, here's the other here's the other thing. Like, uh, yeah, don't get butt hurt. Like, have a little, you know, have have a little, you know, testicular fortitude and, and yeah. be able to take some criticism or whatever. But at the same time, here here's the deal. Uh, there's a cardinal rule that's been around for football ever since football was invented. Uh, if you don't like what the other team is doing, stop them. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a reason to not make fun of you. Exactly. That's too hard, coach. It's not that hard. All right. So I'm also going to say that we will be breaking down things that we notice are problems. So if we if we can point out problems, maybe you can help fix them. So don't take it too hard. Yeah. Don't get butt hurt. Don't cry about it on Facebook. Don't cry about it. You can you can complain cuz here's the thing to yourself. We don't care. We don't. Because we'll just talk about it on the next podcast about how you were crying <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Setting don't be a stooge. Right. Coming up later. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the games from last week, man. The games. <clears throat> Let's the talk pre- about the games from last pre-season week. Preseason games. These preseason games that, uh, you know, 
I don't have was any particular actually, order you, I want to talk I, about them in. I wrote them down. for one. I wrote them down. There's one I want to uh, talk about last. Tim, wait, which one is that? The Outlaws and the Trojans. Oh, yeah. Okay, that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Timberwolves and Aztecs. You know what? I'm going to say this. I was thoroughly shocked that that game ended in a 0-0 tie because oh, when I saw that Paul Johnson was playing for the Aztecs, I was like, oh, this game over. Oh, dude, Paul I was, I was so watching him run up and down the field, but that's all he did right. up and down I the know. field and right. never broke the plane. Yep. Uh, but the is, same could be said about the Timberwolves. I mean, I watched, I watched that film. Both of them, passing game wasn't there. And all yeah. they did was run all over the field, and they it, it worked. They just yeah. didn't work enough. This would have been an awesome game if it was 1922. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, if this if this was like yeah yeah exactly like, like you know yeah, if this is like if this is like 1922 and like they have just invented the field goal. <laughs> yeah, back when if you incomplete a pass, it's a turnover. Oh my gosh, it would have been. Oh yeah, no, I mean, oh like, look at that man run. See? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's running up the 25-yard line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like, and it's a fumble. No, but uh, uh, there's, I mean, there's good and bad to take away from that. So I'll say this. The, the Aztecs are the number five team in the ICFL. They should be better by, on paper. On paper, maybe. But that's, that's, what they, that's where their preseason rank is, uh, according to their uh, league. Jake. And while the Timberwolves here were ranked ninth, so for that to end in a tie, that says something about the PNFL over the ICFL, I think. Yeah, uh, Jake, what did you have stat-wise for the Timberwolves? Yeah, so I uh, I took some time, kind of really, uh, I went play by play on this one. So like I've I've watched this film uh, probably th- four or five times, just kind of all the way, way through. Too many times. Oh <laughs> man, this is so good. Um, and uh, so the the way it broke down, this is probably not exact, but this is just kind of like just you know informal hand count. I counted uh, forty-two offensive plays for the Timberwolves. Um, 18 runs and 24 passes, um, and uh, so of those of those passes, we have uh, the QB going for. I think this is number 12. Um, is that Vic? Yeah, is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was six t- six for 19 for about 75 yards approximately. Took three sacks and had uh, two scrambles. Um, zero touchdowns, one interception. Um, and I went ahead and kind of broke down his. Uh, I went ahead and bro- kind of broke down his NFL passer rating. He had an NFL passer rating. So just for everybody, I don't, I don't know if everybody knows this, the perfect NFL passer rating um, is 158.3. Anything past that, they just stop counting. And so, you know, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, right. Uh, the QB for the Timberwolves had a 22.92 uh, NFL passer rating. Oh, no! We suck again! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... Here's what is this? And is this well, the second game. Second, I mean, yeah, second game. It's um, preseason. Yeah, it's, it's a pre-season. second game, but but I, but I, if it's if it's if it's Vic Vidal, like I I I I would associate him with being a little bit more of a seasoned guy. So I was I was hoping for. Yeah, but this was his kind of his first outing at QB. From is what it I understand. against okay. like actual competition? We're not going to count the Berserkers as. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Right, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Because he that he played on the stunk. Yeah. He played on. So Vic played on the Buzzard. Vikings last year. Yeah. yeah, and he, he was, was like a safety that. receiver, and then yeah. he was a buzzard safety receiver. Okay. So this is kind of his first outing at quarterback, and so it's. I mean, you know, we'll give it. We'll has a lot of. Good, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you watch him, if you watch the film, um, has a lot of really good tools. Like I like um, very. He's I mean, athletic. obviously, obviously, a mobile quarterback, good wheels. Like I think there was a couple of times where he scrambled and he mm-hmm. he went and picked it up. He went and picked up the first down. 
um, just with his yeah. legs, right? What I will um, say about that, though, is he needs to make that decision because the all the sacks that I saw of him, it was him holding the ball, and he was just, you know, way for way too long. Like, if there's nothing there, just run. Like, yeah. you're yeah. an athlete, just run. Yeah. I would also say that I, th- I think Vic needs to get helped out by his wide receivers. His wide receivers, oh, I don't think – um, yes. Just to my eye, I think that they're I, they're they're all the the ones that I saw anyway, uh, all pretty athletic. All seem like they're pretty quick. All seem like they're pretty fast. Um, what I would say is I was uh, just there's a lot of technical flaws that I saw. Um, you know, a lot of like just false stepping initially out off off the snap. Um, they're oh, yeah. slow slow to get into routes. There, not there creating a lot of great separation. Not giving a lot of targets. It also seemed like they were kind of all running individual routes without knowing the other person either. Because there was one where two receivers were next to each other running. Uh, they were both running go routes. Yeah. But one went outside and one went inside, and they almost ran into each other. And it's like it's a go route. You shouldn't be touching each other. Yeah. Right. So. Um, well, I mean, if they're going, I mean, if they're going for a switch, if they're switch concept, like yeah, that's that old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Somebody, right, um, somebody went in. So, went out. so yeah, I have in my notes here that uh, Timberwolves, <laughs> Timberwolves look like a group of guys that met in the parking lot that day. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> that's <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, it did. It looked like it looked like. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It it looked like they need to be more a team. Like yeah, they looked yeah. like a bunch of individual players right. that knew their individual role but didn't know how to put that together with the rest of the team's yeah. role. Yeah. So real quick, did this game, and I know in one of our segments that we have planned, we were going to talk about updated win-loss ranks for preseason. Ranking. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. Our win-loss for week one. Oh, we, like can, updated. we can go over that too. Yeah. But let's, because we're almost at an hour here. Um, so did this game affect your week one matchup thoughts? Uh, with about the, the Timberwolves, because they're, they're, the, they're, the they're, the they're playing. With the, they're playing the Panthers. Are they playing in Portland or are they playing? They're, they're playing, playing in Portland. They're supposed to play at Alder Creek in Milwaukee. Yeah, assuming it's the same. Yeah, assuming that everything stays the same. Well, for me, I I already had the Panthers winning that game. Okay. Um, and it, I'm sorry, Timberwolves, but that kind of reinforced it for me watching that film. Okay. Jake. So I need to I need to see some. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure I took the Timberwolves at uh, what 35-10, something 35-10. like that. Um, I'm I'm still gonna take the, I'm I'm still gonna take the Timberwolves just because um, they're an established team in the league, um, and I'd and I'd like I'd I'd, I'd like to. S- I mean, just you know, be right about this. But I will say, but I will say, sure. I'll what I what I'll do though is I think I'll adjust my score. Okay. And I think this is probably more closer to something like twenty-one ten. Twenty-one ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, what did I have? I had you had uh, twenty-one to either seventeen or nineteen. Okay. Close game for Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say twenty-one to ten. Oh, you're you think Timberwolves higher? Timberwolves twenty-one, Nightmare ten. So you're dropping the Panthers. Yeah, based on what I saw this last weekend, yeah. Okay. And I, that's it. I, I think the Timberwolves, I think as, especially with this added time, I think they're going to get better. Right. Uh, and More time to. Timberwolves are going to have a tough, the Timberwolves, sorry, the Panthers are going to have a tough time stopping Cameron Avian. They're going to have a really tough time, especially if they come out in that Wildcat look mm-hmm. and, and they're running that option. Oh, yeah. With, with that looked pretty I good. Mean, that was nice. It, it's going to be tough. It's going to be yep. tough. But, uh, <clears throat> you know. 
what I'd re- here's what I'd really like to see. I mean, this is that old uh, uh, Don Coriel, Sid Gilman principle that like if you want to beat better teams, you have to be able to pass the ball. Yes. Um, and I'll and I'll say this right now: six for nineteen is not going to cut no, it when you start hitting when you start hitting the better defenses in this league. Um, what I'd really love to see is, uh, I mean, just if if I'm if I'm the hood, if I'm the coach of this team, I'm I'm, I'm pulling my quarterback aside, Dang. and we're having a conversation about being able to throw underneath um, timing with timing with confidence um, and and going for high com- high percentage completion Stop completion passes. So many deep shots. Yeah, yeah. it was it was Bill, like most of the throws were down the field for the love of God. Yeah, and if if you um, have like you have athletes, so the, use them. I was, there was there was the one play the the wide receiver screen got like eight yards. Yeah. Yep. So well, the, why not do that more often? Well, and you know, if you look at the, if you look, at, if you go back, I have this in my notes too. Is that um, out of the uh, twenty-four passes called, only two of them were designed with a primary with the primary receiver wow. um, going like catching the ball underneath. One was the wide receiver screen that you mentioned, yeah. and then the other was the running back screen. I did, uh, and that one was incomplete. Wasn't incomplete. It? Yep. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's no bueno. You gotta. I mean, if you can't complete the ball, I mean, it's it's almost like flag rules. Like, you gotta complete the ball to get first downs. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All we'll, right. Uh, next next game. Yep. Uh, Mountain Men versus the Eagles. Mountain Men won thirty six to eight. Thirty six to eight. So I showed that the Eagles were the eleventh ranked team in the ICFL to twelve. Mountain Men also ranked 11th out of 12 in the PNFL. So should be an equal matchup on paper. Yeah. But I don't think it was even close to that. I think no. I, from what I'm seeing, it looks like the PNFL's overall talent has been higher. Yeah. So uh, that's probably why they stomped them 36 to 8. I feel, like a, I feel like a good comparison is like when the Big Ten plays the Big 12. Yeah. Or like the, or like when the or SE. Like the Big Ten playing the Mountain West or some shit like that. Oh, that you know, don't be hurtful. <laughs> There's no need to do that. Yeah, um, just like, like the Idaho must be just a super top-heavy league. Yeah, I, I think that's what Ian was saying was that the team that the Mountain Men played was one of the bottom teams in the league. But you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. You you come in. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. If you have a good game plan and you execute that game plan doesn't matter if it's against the best team in the league or the worst team in the league you're gonna look good either way and right. i'll say this right now you know ba- i didn't get to watch a ton of the film but based off of what i saw like stat wise uh i mean mountain men did a lot of good in that game so yeah it, it was like 36 to 0 for yeah a for a while. good amount of time yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the, the uh, mountain men did a lot of things that i like for me changed Change the way I feel about them going into. Yeah, the I'd agree. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. So who, I, who do they have week one? They have the Outlaws week one. Okay. I, I'm I still gonna them. take the Outlaws in that game though. I yeah. Is that changing for you, Jake? Uh, at this point, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the Outlaws. So all yeah, three of us are story. still thinking that the Outlaws are gonna win this. I said it was a one-score game last time. I think I might even narrow that down a bit. I said 21-14 Outlaws. I might change that to 21-17. Cuz I think it's going to come down to less than a touchdown. So I think uh I'll say that I think the Outlaws can still put up points on on the Mountain Men defense, but I think this yeah. Mountain Men offense is going to actually be able to ma- kind of make Maybe, it a game. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this out. I'm going to say well, I'm going to say this is a 10-point game. I'm going to go 31-21 uh okay. Outlaws. Okay. Uh let's go to the next game. Bills versus Savages. What a name, by the way. The, the savages. savages, 
Oh, that's good I didn't get a chance to see any of this. I, I don't. I have no yeah, idea I, about I, this I game. I didn't get a chance either. But the, the Bills won twelve to eight. Clearly, they did something right. I don't know much about the Savages either. So, well, here's here's what I do know about the Savages is they are the sixth ranked team in the ICFL. So, okay. if the Timberwolves were a zero zero tie with the fifth ranked team, and the Bills win a twelve eight with the sixth ranked team, and they're ranked last in the TNFL at the moment, I think that's. You know, I personally thought that was wrong in the beginning. Yeah, I don't think that's right. But I mean, yeah, you got a you got a Bills offense that was able to put up some points on a I mean a top top half of the ICFL teams. I'd like to know how they did it. I really like to know kind of the context in which it happened because because here's the thing, like you know, the twelve to was it twelve to eight? Yep, twelve to eight. Twelve to eight can can show up a lot of different ways. Like, was this the result of four kicks? No, I'm gonna assume it's two no, touchdowns. No, it's two touchdowns and then a touchdown oh, okay. with the double. Yeah, yeah, right. Points. But I'm just, I'm just saying that like, and and because I think that it to a, to a degree with it, with it, with a program like the Bills, for me, um, style points are gonna matter. Like how it yeah. happened, how it occurred, uh, was gonna be a big deal. Like if you just got some okie doke scoop and score, uh, versus right. like you know marching it down the field and earning your earning right. your money, um, that's a big difference. Well, I, the only thing I can talk about the Bills is their scrimmage with the Timberwolves that was actually on YouTube. Uh, they looked like they could run the ball pretty well. Their their offensive line, again, this year is a little undersized, which is making it difficult. But their, their, their quarterback and their running back are hitting the right angles. And once they get to that open space, they're a good enough athlete to okay. keep the ball going. So, yeah. Um, there. That's that's how I think. If I had to guess, that's how they scored. I know that they were. I mean, when we played them last year for the Sentinels, I mean, they were a good out. I mean, they. I mean, they. As a yeah, as a as a defensive coordinator, I I I had to stay awake during that game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that no, they they put they put a good show on. Right. So uh, let's see. The Bills week one is versus Sabers. Does anybody want to change that? I had them twenty-seven to seven, Sabers over Bills. I don't think that's much gonna change yeah i had 42 I mean, really, to 12 yeah for, 42 12 i, I think that's still the same still the same yeah i'm gonna keep it 35 28 35 28 you think the bills are gonna actually put up some points then yeah i um i saw an, i I'm mean not saying that they can't i'm but i don't know i mean the sabers got some big dudes to run against the one thing i will say the sabers did have some issues with one of the nighthawk receivers just juking the living day oh yeah time. yeah 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 but that was uh, it was either Wafer or it was Rackley, and both of those guys have played at high levels. So I don't right. Really okay. So so basically, I'll, you know, I think Kenny, you might be talking me into. It. I'll take. I'll still take the Sabers at thirty-five, but I'll take the Bills twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mine stays the same. Yours stays the same. Forty. Yep. Wow, he's, he's committed. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we'll skip over the next one that I have because uh, we're saving it for last. Yep. Scally played the Rage. Rage are a good team. They are, but they're not the same rage that we've seen in the past they're because they didn't Peoples. have Harry Peoples. Harry Peoples is if they huge. if Harry uh, Peoples was playing in that game, I mean we're talking seventy points here. Oh yeah, do you but think so? That much? I mean, come on, man. I mean, I know people. I mean, come he's on, crazy man. good athlete. He's ba- he's Michael. Do Bay. we have that soundbite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the opportunity to interview a couple of uh, Scally players uh, after the game to talk about kind of how the game went. No. God, I mean that's kind of what it seemed like. (laughs) Hey, look, what I'll say is, uh, Scally came out and they played well. 
Um, they well, they, they were. I, um, my understanding is this game. I again, I, I haven't seen any of this uh, film or tape or anything. But my understanding is this is a, the film. This is a tale of two. This is like a tale of two halves, right? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's kind. Of, it's almost like it's more like a. It's the first quarter and then the last three because they, the the yeah. Scally went up on a pick six. And was it a scoop and score, or did they actually score one? No, Alex threw a bomb. Out of course he did. Yep, fucking dynamic. I love we talked. We talked about it last week. We talked about it. He throws can, a he, sexy deep ball. He does. So, so we got uh, they they picked up uh, a scoop and or pick six and then a bomb from Alex. No surprise there. Yeah, but that was the first quarter. And then they got shut out the next three. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they I believe the score out. was like thirty-five to thirteen 30, or something. Thirty-five to that. thirteen. Um, look, we see this all the time in semi-pro, and we'll talk about this in the in the next segment. But yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, the scally just seemed to melt down. Uh, it's one, you know, one thing goes wrong, and with teams like this, where you have you know certain players that uh feel a certain way one thing goes wrong and that's it that's the end of the team you know it, yeah, one but one apart. one fumble like one we didn't busted coverage yeah we don't you know? lose this game we don't lose this game on the field we lose it on the sideline yeah exactly and that's kind of what happened you know with polk's video on g-man he talked to one of the scally players and he kind of gave us an inside look onto what was going on uh, and from what was said, you know, there were some things on the sideline that weren't going right and, and miscommunication and people just not wanting to get out of their ways and people think that right. they're higher than the team or, or what that's, have you. That's, isn't that what preseason's for, to figure out where right. you're lacking and then fix but it? But now right. that, it. that particular player is no longer on the team. There oh, was geez. another player that left Scally that so went to two. the buzzards. Yeah, and who knows how many other guys. But Scally still came out. They put up a fight, and, uh, you know. They, well, they, they, they definitely they proved that they can. a tough team. Well, yeah, that's a tough team for sure. They, they showed that they could get points on offense, and they showed that they could get points on defense and play good defense. I mean, they got a pick six. So Well, they have a lot of talented players on the Scally, too. I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, I mean, you have, like, guys like old Marty McFly. You've got Mike Rich. You've Mike got Rich is no longer on Scally. Oh, is that true? Oh, I was not aware. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Mike Patty, is that Patty Schefter? Mike, that is a Patty, Patty Schefter bomb. Oh, wow. He, I, and I talked to Ken him a couple days. Ken Wojnowski. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I talked to, to Mike Rich uh, yesterday. He said that he has not talked to any of the Scally brass. Uh, he has called Irish six times. Irish is currently across the country. Irish has not returned any of the calls. He has not talked to defensive coordinator Spencer Blackman. He has not talked to owner slash general manager slash, uh, you know, whatever you want to call him, Philly Phil. So gotcha. Mike Rich is no longer a part of the Ghosted. Scally program. Man. Ghosted. Kinda Marco got that, Gonzalez. I got that Jay Gruden thing. Oh, sorry. Marco Gonzalez is a pitcher for the Seattle Mariners. Marco uh, Zamora. Marco Zamora. Marco Zamora. Yeah. On that the buzzards one. now. He's on the buzzards now. All right. He made the switch. Patty Schefter bomb. I, hmm. I posted that in G-Man earlier in the week. Spoke to Rudder. Uh, it is official. That's, so that's a it, pretty good waiver wire pick for an already pretty loaded defense. Well, it, it was. It's it, an interesting move it, too because think they are stacked at linebacker. Well, already. that's the thing. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was the buzzards looking for anybody. I think it was. 
Um, it was more, hey, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to be valued the way I should. Sure. Be well, and I mean, here's the deal. Like, even if not that I say that's the right. Move, even if there's even if that linebacker room for the buzz is already loaded, it's that's. Super I mean, loaded. here's the deal. Like. Uh, that's an. I mean, that's a good problem to have. Like, right. where am I going to play all the? I mean, what coach? I, as a co- as a speaking as a coach, like the worst. I mean, the, being able to go. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all these talented players? Like, yeah. how am I ever going to get all yeah. these talented players on the field at the same time? What am I going to do? I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah. the that's definitely a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll just I'll speak to this really quick, and then we'll move on to the last game. Yep. Scally had a lot of hope going into the season, a lot of hype. Okay, yeah. they were going in a new direction. Kind of had that last year too. Oh, they're going in a new direction. They got a lot of good players after one preseason game, and I heard from another source on Scally that said is kind of pulling the same said things that he was doing. You know, with the Vipers, kind of just distancing himself from the team. Uh, so what I'm going to say is stick it out, ride it out, come together as a team, prove that you guys can be a team, and play the damn season. Yo, ho. So let's go to the next game, All right. the last game. This the- was a big one. Yeah. Outlaws and uh, the Outlaws and the Treasure Valley Trojans. Yeah. So the Outlaws preseason rank in the PNFL at seven. Treasure Valley Trojans preseason rank in the ICFL at number four. Wow. And okay, so, so that's a big matchup out the gate. It's a big matchup. And I personally don't know when the game ended. All I know is it ended yeah. early. I mean, 22 to eight was the final uh, at the time they called it. And it was 22 to zero for quite a bit of time. Yeah. So look. Uh, there's no film of it, to my knowledge. Um, at least I, you know, I haven't seen any. All I know is that something happened to end the game. Catch me outside. How about that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know if a coach said something to a player. I don't know if a player Nobody, said something to we, a coach. We probably should have done a little digging and asked yeah. about what happened. Patty Schefter was busy this week, man. I just I, I took like four calls this week from from players on other teams. Wow. Yeah. Wanting in. W- wanting in on the swarm. Yeah. Oh no, it would never. No, happen. just kind of wanting to get their message out. Yeah, I see. The, the hashtag Patty Schefter is kind of blown out of proportion. <laughs> I kind of need to reel it back. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I I should I should have asked. I I thought I heard that it was not the head coach that got. No, punched. it was not Ryan that got. So punched. it was Chris then. Allegedly. Allegedly, it's Chris, who's super mild-mannered guy. So how did that even happen? What did he say that got him punched in the mouth? Right. What happened? What? How? We want answers. All I want is answers. What What or, do you say as a coach? What What could that you say? Juice. I know something that you could say. We want that juice. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I mean, look, look, look. There, I mean, there's. <laughs> How you fit all that ass? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm tr- as as a coach who's who actually like does a fair amount of talking on the sideline. Uh, I can't imagine me saying like I. I it, it it blows my mind. Like the person had to have been looking for a reason to punch somebody on the opposing team for that to happen. Like, sure. um, 
Like, I don't quite understand what what the agenda was here. I mean, you know, my sense of it is this is like a player who was already pretty upset, hopped up because, you know, after a crash on the sideline, you just saw the first person that was available and took a swing. Yeah. Well, Ken Wojnowski reports. Uh, oh, <laughs> so from what I understand, We're have to make that a thing. from what I understand, it was uh, basically just a team that was upset, a team that was upset about. You know, they, they came in thinking they were going to win. Like I said, the number four team in Idaho versus number seven team in Oregon. You know, you come in thinking, hey, this is, you know, this is a win for us. And then started off as a blowout, you know, yeah. 22 to zero. They finally score. And then I guess the outlaws are just putting it to them. And tempers are flaring when you're losing. Yeah. You know, maybe, 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 maybe this team st- Dunk. <laughs> Maybe they stink. The Treasure and they Valley were Trojans. Ass is handed to them by the. Oh, Ooh. the best part and about they this. They were is, looking for a or, cop out. The best part about this is that my wife's family lives in the Boise area, and so eventually I'm going to probably hear about this at some point. Like, <laughs> did you hear about yeah, the exactly. semi-pro football right. game? My goodness. Well, who knows? Hot take. Maybe, Hot take, Jake. Maybe the Outlaws are ranked too low. Ooh. You know I don't what? know if that's I'll a hot take. I think that. that's pretty fair. I'll agree with it that. It might be a hot take considering the wait. amount of talent. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on real quick. Does the Scally game with the Rage affect your week one prediction? Uh, let's Knowing see. that they lost Mike Rich and Marco Zamora. Who did the Scally play? They played the, the Swarm. No, I'm going to say. Swarm stink. No, it doesn't really change my prediction. Uh Alex Walton, is he still on the team? He can still get it done on offense. It's just a matter of that defense. Are they going to be able to stop the Swarm? I mean, well, here's the deal. Like, I mean, I took the Swarm 42-13 right. uh, when they still had Mike Rich and, and Marco. Right. Now you that they pump up now that numbers. they don't. Yeah. Those are rookie numbers. Uh, <laughs> boy, I'm, I'm not going to – here's the deal. I'm not going to change my score, but I will not be shock, shocked – if this score goes north of 50. Ooh, a 50 Wait, burger. 50 combined? No, it's already 50 yeah. combined. No, 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 no. Like I, the, I, I, don't, I will not be shocked if the Swarm dropped the 50 burger. The 50 burger. Yeah. Oh I Hashtag might, 50 burger. Hashtag uh, hot take Jake. So one thing that I noticed in that film is I didn't see much kicking. And like I did. punting? No, or? like kicking. Okay. From, from the scally. So I had him at 17, and if they can't kick, how are you going to get to 17, right? Yeah, that's fair. So it's touchdown Two or nothing. conversions. Touchdown or nothing. Okay. So I'm going to have to drop that to a 12. Okay. So I'm going to go 42-12. Because <clears throat> I don't – they're not – I mean, you don't get extra points without a kicker. You don't get field goals without a kicker. I wasn't allowed to give a score prediction for that game, yeah. so that's the way we're going to keep it. Uh, yep. Does the so that's why you didn't give. I didn't. Yes. You didn't tell us that the first time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, real quick, does the outlaw game against the Treasure, the Treasure Valley, Valley Trojans. Trojans affect your week one? I think we already had them. We, yeah, we kind of we kind of touched the base on this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm I'm gonna keep the outlaws at 31. Okay. Right. No, I I think I think they're, you know, I think the Mountain Men have improved and more so than the outlaws. Yeah. But the outlaws still on top. 
So I'm I still think it's a close game, twenty one seventeen with Outlaws winning. I think I think that'll be one of the best games to watch. It's gonna be honestly. a good yeah. first game. Yeah. I mean, you know, outside. Hey outside. Mountain Men, how about that? People hey, are excited to watch what? you guys, hey. huh? Hey. Guess what? Hey. And guess what? The all the preseason for me changed up the bottom half of my power rankings. All right. Ooh. So real quick before we get to power rankings, we have a new segment called that's so semi-pro uh basically in this segment we're going to talk about the glorious parts of semi-pro that we know and love the parts that uh have gotten us restricted access to stadiums around the portland area uh that have gotten us you know just the Uh, all right, so it's time for That's So Semi-Pro. Kenny? That's So Semi-Pro. I thought it was a good name when I came up with it. Yep. So, That's So Semi-Pro. How do you punch your way out of a game? How do you punch a coach? It's one thing. Look, punch, we've had players punching punch players other happens. players. Oh, yeah. All the, oh, yeah. happens all the time Tempers fly on the field. It happens. Yeah. People, I, can, I can understand that. But how do you, you punch a coach? You punched a coach. You, what was going through your head? It's the same question that I ask every time I see another player closed fist punch another player in the face when their helmet is still on. Right. Like, oh, bruh. I don't understand that. How? Why do the math. Do that? the math. You are just now you are applying blunt force trauma to a guy's prosthetic that is designed to protect his head from blunt force trauma. <laughs> I don't understand. It's the God. dumbest well, maybe, thing. Maybe that's why they punched the coach. He's not dude. wearing a helmet. Yeah, fair enough. Not wearing a helmet. Might as well punch this guy. That guy was a plank. Whoever it was that whoever it was that punched that coach, you are a certified at the same time one hundred percent cedar plank. Maybe this coach was raining fire and just you know he was just giving him the business and he's just <laughs> we done. He we was done. We gotta we gotta it's close the story off with that. We, <laughs> we gotta figure. May, it out. Hey, maybe this coach got bars and just dropped the fat battle rap Ooh. on him and just you know <laughs> couldn't come back from it. So yeah. just talk 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 talk. talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next. Next. I also I have I actually have one more thing for that so semi pro. Okay. Uh, this isn't so much as far as something that is dumb. It's just kind of a it's almost like a like a blooper. Okay. So that's so semi pro in the Timberwolves game. There was a punt that the Aztecs no. had that went very short. <laughs> and how short How short was it? It was it was maybe ten yards from the line of scrimmage. Oh but but that's not the bad part. The bad part is the gigantic, you know, butterfinger linebacker with his arms stretched out like Frankenstein doing the <laughs> Macarena. And he's running after this punt, and I think it might have hit him on the face. Oh, no. Bounced off of him, and the other team recovered their punt. That happened in our championship season. Oh. You punted. And unfortunately, this didn't count for some fucking reason. I don't know. But you punted just an absolute gem of a kick, and Antonio Richardson was yep. was defending me downfield because yep. I was right. the gunner, and I'm looking at this ball just coming down, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is coming right towards me," and it hits Richardson in the head, and I recover it, and I was so hyped because we were at like we were at the 35 yard line, right? We would have yeah, scored, we were, yeah, yeah. And it was like an offsides or some bullshit like that. But that is like the epitome of a semi-pro move. Like, yeah. 
that's just on, but that's on the refs even com- completely just disregarding. But uh, let me let me go ahead are. and just say what you should do as a as a punter and a special teams guy. Lay it on us, leg Kennings. Let's say let's say the punch short. You're not the returner. Let the ball bounce. Peter. That's a Peter, Peter call, Peter, Peter, Peter. poison call, whatever you want to call it. Don't touch the Jesse. ball. Don't get close to the ball. <laughs> Let it bounce. It's not going to bounce that far. You know, if it starts to bounce really far and it starts to go into that eh, easy-to-see easy to roll, you know, where you know where it's going, where it's not a random football bounce in the good air. For you. Good for you. Then maybe pick it up yeah. or fall on it or something. But don't try to catch it out of the air from 10 yards out. Yeah, please. Uh, and and if you were going to, you probably should have waved a fair catch because you didn't do that either. Yeah. But well, I mean, if you want to talk about things that are so semi-pro, uh, let's talk about like standing at the back of the end zone um, and still trying to take a kickoff no. out oh. instead of waving it fair. Who did that? Who did that? Oh man, I I mean I've Who lost count. I mean yeah, I was gonna say go back and watch <laughs> oh, any semi-pro. Oh, I mean I mean I can I mean I can name I mean not oh, yeah, not yeah, this yeah, yeah. not this particular right. week, but it, yeah. Okay. So the next next uh, next thing on semi, uh, that's so semi pro is the uh, Scally sideline meltdown. Oh, um, look real quick. I, I'm just gonna talk on this, and then we're gonna move to the next thing. P- coaches, you gotta understand that a lot of these guys are not gonna be coachable. Players, this is not on you. Jesus. Look, coaches, you have to understand that these guys, you have to earn their respect before you come at them saying, fuck you and fuck this and all that shit. <laughs> that, that was, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. So, respect, but when you're, when you talk about adults, respect is earned yeah, and not given. On the flip side, players, please. Stop threatening people in the stands. That does not oh, make them want did to that come. Happen? Yes. What? Scaldi players were allegedly threatening fans that were in the stands. Fans of their own team, which is bizarre. Was this a Philadelphia Eagles game? <laughs> it might have been. But, like, come on, guys. You got to have thicker skin than that. If you can talk shit on the field and you can talk shit to your opponent – you're going to let some like 45 or 55 year old woman who's probably drinking allegedly allegedly you're going to let that her get under your skin grounds. and then you're going to mm-hmm. threaten her and, and be like come meet me in the parking lot dog well let's just, I'm about I mean, that well, life yeah let's just talk let's just talk about the like the what a tough guy you're threatening a woman right don't be and Tyreek Hill also if you're a player and you know mammy drinks Maybe tell her to hold back a little bit at the yeah, games, right. or just ask her, "Hey, like, just be an observer, you know?" Because yep. it's a little different. You can yell all you want at professional games, and nobody's gonna hear just you. But wave. this is semi-pro. It's just, the, the stands aren't that filled. You can, Every single thing you right. say, we will can be hear heard. everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, last thing for that. So semi-pro. Uh, Polk's Facebook Live message. Oh jeez. Don't oh, switch my teams. Gosh. Don't be a stooge. If you look, I I get off a preseason I, game. Off no a less. preseason game. Look, I understand that guys want to come to the PNFL and they want to ring chase and they want to do that. The Raiders are loading up on players. You know, Swarm's got a good team. Uh, but if allegedly, if allegedly, <laughs> if you're switching teams after a preseason game, 
come on, dog. Well, you, if you're a team player, if you're a quote unquote team player, and I'm not, I'm not calling anyone out personally here. I talked to the player that switched from right. Scally to the Buzz, and I'm I talked sure to him about that situation, reasons. and it was a legitimate reason. But there are, and there have been countless other times yeah. in this league alone. Where guys like play one or two games with a team, and then they're like, "Man, fuck this, I'm out." Like, well, I know of it. I mean, I ridiculous. well, I mean, I know of a. Uh, we had a Sentinel player a few years back who played for us all season, um, and then magically ended up on a uh, on somebody else's championship team. He texted. He texted At me the end of the game. right after we lost a playoff game, and he was like, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know that I'm going to the mafia." Right, and I was like. Are you fucking serious yeah. right now? Like, we just lost a playoff game together, and you're going to go, quote unquote, win a championship. You didn't do nothing with right. the team during the season. You didn't they went it. to the championship regardless. Right. Whatever. Don't ring chase. Anyways, yeah, if don't anything, ring chase. If anything, please. be that guy that goes to a new team or a lesser team, like, like Victor or Garth. Be those guys that go from a go good team. It. And go elevate a well, Bill. I mean, here's the deal. Well, here's the thing. Build your own legacy. Like, here's the thing. Uh, no one uh, on a loaded team, very rarely are you going to get remembered. But if you go out and you slam it out and you bang it out on a team that like has to earn every inch, right? You're going to be remembered for something. Yep. You know, I, I, you know, Alex Walton coming up again. Uh, when I went to the WWFA to play for the Pitbulls, I asked him, I was like, dude, you got to come with me to the Pitbulls. It's a better team. He's like, no, I want to go build something with this team. And I, there's nothing, I mean, you can't. You got to respect it's, that. It's, yeah. 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 It's, that's super respectable. You can't knock it. And it's actually more respectable than, like, I know your team's good. Even if they're missing some pieces, even if they're not the best team, yeah. you know, going to build something is much, it's much more respectable. All right. So that does it for that so semi pro. That's so semi pro. That is so semi pro. <laughs> so uh, we are almost at an hour and a half. Let's try to wrap this up. Uh, we had one question or statement. Yes. Oh yeah, I like I like this. This, this is nice. And this, this is a good message. This is a little more serious. This is, this is you know, we a like reason to, we're talking about this yeah. after that so semi pro because we, we like to we like to joke on here and we like to say te- certain teams stink and you know other, other things like that. But this is this is more of a serious topic. Right. Not and an this, issue. It's and topic. this is this is a, you let's, know let's try to let's try to keep this to like five minutes. Yeah, we're gonna try to that. So. This 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 question came up uh, from Jason Cephas, who's on the Swarm this yep. year. Yep. Previously on the Mafia, yep. played with him on the Pitbulls. He's a great yep. dude. Outside linebacker slash outside linebacker slash defensive edge. edge. I, I list him as an edge. Edge edge is a good word. Yep. Uh, and he basically wanted to pose the question, you know, because he has personal reasons like why why would you play semi pro? What does it mean to you? And what are the positives? Like what. What are you like? Why are you? Why are you playing? Yeah, why exactly. you, like why are you what, here? What's your what are you? Yeah, exactly. You know, what's every, your why? Every guy, every guy has. I think we can honestly speak to this: that every guy grows up wanting to be a professional athlete at some point in their lives, Correct. whether it's baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Uh, and a lot of those guys don't get that chance, whether it's for reasons that they right. didn't have athletic ability or they just didn't pan out or they get hurt right or in some cases excuse me they got in trouble with the law yeah they go to prison 
they spend time in prison. The, the majority of their life is spent behind bars. Semi-pro football is an opportunity for a lot of those guys to get structure back into their right. lives. You know, and, they, and it's it's a thing that you can focus on. It's, I mean, everybody has, like, their job, but, mm-hmm. you know, your job is eight hours a day to ten hours a day maybe if you're – or, you know, if you're working crazy overtime, it's more. But there's a lot of time outside of that job. And if you can focus on something positive like football – make it a positive thing then it keeps you from doing other things it keeps you out of trouble you know and it's a positive environment playing with other guys like-minded building relationships that way like i didn't know either of you before football this is all straight football relationships here well i think i mean i think i think the the semi-pro offers you know an experience that many of us had when we were younger is this like um it's a sense of community. It's a sense of family. It's a sense of belonging. Like you are part of something when you are part of a football team. That's my favorite. Um, there's, and you know, I mean, camaraderie. yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's the word that I think that shows up most often is that it's, it's the concept of brotherhood. Um, and very rarely do you really do. I mean, you do experience the kind of brotherhood that that football offers. So I mean, you know, being having the opportunity to play or coach or be part of in some way uh, a semi-pro program as an adult. Um, that's a big deal for a lot of guys. Yeah, right. it is. Football being the ultimate team sport, in my mind, I think it's, I mean, camaraderie is huge because. Have you, se- have you seen bobsledding? I have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Jamaican bobsledding. Oh, all right. Feel the rhythm. <laughs> Feel the rhyme. Yeah, get yeah, on yeah, up. Get on it's bobsled <laughs> time. But uh, so I just, we just want to put this out there. Uh, Cephas wanted to put this out there because yeah, bring it to light all the, all this negative stuff going on about semi-pro we gotta we gotta let the positives push through that's what's going to progress the league that's what's going to progress the teams that's what's going to give us better community outreach more positive stuff with semi-pro and, and i'll say this right now as as a coach in the pnfl currently i'm i'm gonna lay this at the feet of in your words of every semi-pro player every semi-pro coach everyone that is associated fans families let's be better this season as a league yeah let's do more stop with the drinking at the games stop bringing drugs into the locker room this isn't good so it's also illegal it's it, yeah, very grounds. much it's, it's school right. grounds whether it, whether or not it's legal to drink and, and do and those drugs it's illegal my, on school grounds. what blew my mind last year is when ian said look guys we have a warning we have an official warning anyone that is caught smoking marijuana on school grounds at pleasant hill anyone that's caught drinking on the grounds at pleasant hill that's it. Yeah. You're done. Right. And people were upset about it. They were like, well, I don't understand. This is fucked up. It's legal. Like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand. It's absolutely legal. Just go across the street. Yes. Yeah. Not on the ground. It's not that difficult. Right. Your dumb decision is going to ruin everything that this league is trying to build. Right. We are trying right. to be a credible league. You know, the, the Sabres are doing a really good job in Tacoma. They're really putting on... Yeah. For Tacoma. Right. right. 
and they're doing a good job and they're in the community. The scallywags are, you know, they're trying. Now, yeah. You know, right. They're, they're With this whole COVID-19 be, thing. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to be in the community. You know, the things happen at the game. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like if, if a fan is talking to you, just brush it off, man. It's not that big of a deal. You're going out there and you're talking shit to someone on the other sideline. Let that be your thing, but don't bring it into the stands. Be better than that. Right, Smile, right. wave, nod. It is what it is. They're not. They're, right. they're not on the field with pads and a helmet. You are. Right. So right. keep it that way. But we want to have nice things. Don't you want to have nice things as a coach? You want to have absolutely. Nice yeah. You want to have a nice locker room yeah. to sit in and yeah. game plan in. As a player, you want to have nice things. You right. want to be able to play in the nicest stadiums in Portland. You want to be able to play on a nice field and have, have a, a scoreboard. Room. Have a locker have room. Have a locker room that is heated that you can go into and that you can change into your nice warm clothes after a game. You want to have those things. If these guys continue with the stoogery and the buffoonery. We're not gonna have we're not gonna have these nice things. Debauchery. We're gonna we're gonna be playing in parking lots, you know. Yeah, like, right. Like, and that's gonna be the highlight of our time. Right. Stop being an asshole. Let yeah. us have these things. It takes. It took. What is it? We're five years into the PNFL or five seasons in. This is how long it's taken to build it up, and it only takes one person yep. to ruin it. Can't can't yeah. play at Kingsway. Can't play, can't play a hair. Can't play a hair. Anymore. And hair and hair for uh, hair has been a staple. I mean, that is an institution. Yeah. That that would be guys. Ever. I, people in this league need to understand. For for semi pro teams to not be able to play at hair, that would be like telling uh, the Jets and the Giants you can't play at the Meadowlands. Yeah. That would be like telling uh, uh, functionally. That's like telling the Packers you're no longer welcome at Lambeau. Yeah. So. Don't ruin a good thing. Like like Cephas is saying, this is an opportunity for a lot of guys, guys that are coming out of being institutionalized for years on end. And this is an opportunity for them to come in and and really be a part of a family. And Cephas takes it very seriously. He's he a does. guy that I respect. He's yeah. a great dude. Yeah. Uh, and, and for him to come out and say, you know, things like that, it, it really speaks volume about the kind of person he is. Right. And, and we need to be serious about taking the PNFL in yeah. a different direction. That's why we're here. That's why the right. three of us are here is, is so that we yeah. can help take the league in a different direction. It's, it's, I mean, fundamentally, it's time to start emphasizing the pro rather than the semi. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a great quote. It is great. And, with that. And then, uh, yeah, I'll just end it with, you know, people, people like Cephas. You know, I know he does this already. The older guys on the team, you're going to have them. And they need to be the younger guys need to look up to them as role models because they're not not necessarily as football, but in life. Like what a, what be a, a role model. Yeah. And well, show younger guys what it's like to be that. Well, what a blessing to have that kind of veteran leadership too. For sure. Like you know what I'm saying? Just having a a locker room guy like Cephas. Oh yeah, oh, I remember. Man. He he is a staple too. Even so, he was at he was at both the Raiders and the Swarm scrimmages. Yep. And he was battling a, a calf injury for the Raiders one. That guy was still out there on the sideline being hyped. Yep. Yeah. Every single play. Didn't matter if it was good or bad. That guy hypes up his team. And that is the type of veteran leadership you want. Yeah, absolutely. In a semi-pro program. All right. And with that, we're going to move on because yep. we about it. All right. We about we're it. about out of time. <laughs> about it, we're about, we about it, about out of time. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, updated power rankings. So the, this will be our the, last thing, huh? Yeah, so the league did not release up 
updated power rankings due to uh, preseason. The, yeah. So, but I was messaging Ian, and I did send him my uh, my updated power rankings, and um, I just want to hear your guys's. Let's let's see. Right. Let's see where we're at. Uh, for me, not much has changed. Uh, I still got the. Uh, should I go from bottom up or top down? Go bottom up. Bottom up. All right. So I gotta I gotta go to my sources. Hashtag Patty Schefter, and I'm gonna say hashtag Patty Schefter. I'm gonna say uh, at number twelve, I got the Warriors. Um, okay. I want I want them to prove me wrong because I don't know who they are, but they have nothing to show and other than a couple random Facebook videos with not even a full team. So to me, that doesn't show a lot. So I'm going to have them at 12. You get the same, Jake? Yeah, I got the same. Um, and for the exact same reasons, like until I see a body of work, it's hard for me to judge anything. So um, please, I, I would love to be wrong about the Warriors. I would love to for you guys to put on a, you know, I'm just put on a clinic an opening week and, and, and give us a reason to like you. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I still have the Warriors last. I, I, I have yet to see anything from them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. 11. Number 11 for me. Uh, I flip my script. I got the Timberwolves at 11. Ooh. Dropping down? Dropping okay. down. I got them dropping down. I did not see things that I liked in that game. Okay. They, not to <clears> say <throat> that they can't rise, th- rise through the rankings, but they just looked like a bunch of dudes that were just a bunch of dudes. They bunch, didn't look like a team. A bunch of guys that met in the parking lot and put on the same jersey. Just like you said. So uh, what I see from other teams that they drop below is uh, an actual team. So that's why I put them at 11. But like I said, they have, they have a very good chance of rising up, especially with these four weeks to prepare. Okay. I'm, I'm on the bubble for this one. Um, I, I think what you're saying, Kenny, makes total sense. Um, I think that the hard part for me is um, just having a having a different um, un- until until the Mountain Men get their first league win, it's hard for me to 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 jump them over a team that already has one. Right. Um, so um, also I'll, I'll go on record as saying that I'm a fan of the Mountain Men, um, but I but I think that uh, uh, hashtag Jake Glazer. Uh, <laughs> uh, is gonna one. take is gonna take uh, <laughs> take the mountain one. men at number eleven. All right. Ooh, okay, I have the Panthers at eleven. The uh, Panthers. Wow. What, what a drop. Can you make the sound for me, Jake? What a drop. <laughs> <laughs> what a drop. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, what I saw from them this last weekend really. I mean, it really wasn't Surprise, that impressive. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't that impressive. Um, you know, I look, I got a lot of respect for Frazier. I think what he's trying to do is is great. But like they it's just it's so unorganized and um how are you gonna show up to football practice without football pads? Dude, I don't know. How are you how are Wait, you, that happened? Yes. And then and then and then Bjorklund's trying to call me out on Facebook, and it's like, dude, you, first of all, you didn't even show up to football practice with football pads. Second of all, you didn't want to do inside run, but yet you bring all of your linemen, and then they all talk shit during practice. I'm sorry. That team's going to stink. I'm just saying it right now. All right. Panthers at 11. Panthers at 11. All right. So I got number 10. I put the Bills. 
The Bills got a good win, yeah. uh, but I didn't get to see film. Okay. So the only film I'm going off of is them versus the Timberwolves. Uh, Bill's biggest issue is size on the line, yeah. offensive and defensive. They got plenty of skill. They got a team that works together. But uh, that's the only reason I got them up at 10. Okay. Timberwolves looking to, you know, if they come together a little bit more, they're going to be right back up there. But I got the Bills at 10 for now. Jake? Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers at 10. Um, I think that just I, I know enough of the names on this team Jesus. to uh, – I know they got crazy. <laughs> I got enough. I, I recognize enough names on this team to to have a have a have a decent amount of faith, and also that they're because they're you know they're local to the Portland area. I think it's going to be easier for them to win um, at least week one okay. um, versus a team that has to travel. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll take them at ten. Uh, right. I have the Mountain Men at ten. Um, you know they have size. They have yeah. I know these dogs are going insane. Uh, they have you know they have size, but like, mine. did they really play a competitive opponent? I don't know. So they I I got to see a little bit more. All right. So you got the Mountain Men at ten. Yep. Okay. I have the Mountain Men at nine. Okay. Um, I liked what I saw on their preseason game. Granted, it was against uh, a way lower ranking team than the rest of them played, but from what I did see, their plays were run very well that everybody was in the right spots um i did see a big boost to their offensive line mm. the and their skill players uh so i'm looking at them to to bounce back from last season i got them at number nine okay jake i'm gonna take the timberwolves at number nine um i think that i mean they're this is that first this is that first group of guys that um i'm still gonna have them ranked in my lower <laughs> in my lower section but uh um uh, because they did, were able to at least get one win last season, um, I think that there, there's some more to build on for them. Okay. okay. Uh, I have Scally at nine. Scally? Uh, yeah. All I, the way down at nine. Yeah. The, look, losing wow. Mike Rich, losing Marco, uh, those are big hits to the defense. Virgil is not going to be able to make up for both of those guys. Uh, the offense did not look very good. Uh, they lost Chad Evans as well. They're, oh, they're, the Chadillac? You know, yeah, oh, one man. of their better receivers on the team. They, their receivers, to put it lightly, they stunk. They, all the receivers except for Chad. Why would you say something so controversial <laughs> yet so brave? <laughs> they stunk. No, uh, I have them at nine. You know, I, I look, I, I like a lot of those wow. guys over there, but. I just don't think that the team is, as a unit is really together. And, and yeah. I need to see that they really believe in each other. Huge shift in the power rankings over here Yish. from Yish. Patty Schefter. Patty Schefter bomb. All right, number eight, I got the Panthers. Uh, I see a lot of the same I. people that were on last oh. year's Nightmare. Last year's Nightmare ended up number six. Patrick Coyote. This is all I'm saying. Football practice with your pads. If they watch, they're going right. to show up to all the right. first all game. Right. Hey, listen, listen to me though, Petty Patty. Is you were talking about a guy who thinks he has the best team in the league, and then he's dogging on a team who he thinks is low yeah, yeah, because yeah. they didn't do well against what he thinks is the best team in the league. So how can you really compare the two? No, I'm just saying like how can you compare the two? God, so this is why I have them at eight. I'm lo I'm looking at their roster and and their coaching staff. Very similar team to the nightmare from last year. 
and the Nightmare were number six overall. So I got the Panthers at eight because I know they lost a couple. How many teams were there last year? I think there was ten. All right. Okay. They're about the same for me. Eight out of 12. All right. Six out of 10. That's where I got them. All right, Jake. What are we on, number eight? Number eight. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take the Scally at number eight. Um, You know, I just – with uh, until oh, until no reaction for him having Scally at eight. Until okay. you got him at nine. Until I see some signs of life, um, right? I I just I don't feel good about having them. You know, crack crack that kind of upper half. Gotcha. Uh, I have the Bills at eight. Um, the Bills all the way up at eight, huh? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I think that. Have they, you seen their film? I haven't. Okay. But I do know that they have a good quarterback. They got good talent. Um, they do. So they definitely I'm gonna have pu- that. I'm going to put them at eight. For now. They definitely have. They definitely have the skill players to be at number eight. So I'm going to go. Let's see. Number seven. I still got the Outlaws at seven. Um, you know they they played a a pretty good team from the ICFL based on rankings. But like I said, I think the ICFL is a down league. Yeah. But I don't think they've done enough yet to push them into the top half of the league. So we'll see what happens. Jake? Uh, number seven, I'm going to take the Bills. Um, okay. Kind of think for all the all the reasons that were mentioned in terms of the uh, – No reaction <laughs> to the Bills. Okay. <laughs> I, I've, already, I've already said what I need to say uh, about the Bills. For, uh, for all the reasons that were already mentioned about the Bills, um, they, have, they have good talent. They have a good scheme. Um, I think they're uh, overall pretty well coached. So I, I – uh, I think they're still just for me on the outside looking in the top half of the teams in the league, but plenty of room for growth. All right, who's your number seven, Pat? The Wolves. The Wolves up to seven. Yeah, wow. I think. I Big think. Ups. Big ups. I think that the fact that they were able to contain Paul Johnson uh, was a big. A big thing. Uh, I, they did. They did their defense. Yeah, they contained. Was... They contained him pretty well, and he's a tough guy to contain. He it's hard to say this without – without. I mean, I have to say it this way. They swarmed on defense. Ha. Because well, how else do you say that? They swarmed yeah. to the ball. No, they did. Uh, I, I liked what I saw, um, but, you know, going to see a little bit more – going to need to see a little bit more for them to rise up. Uh, who you got at number six, Ken? Number six, I got Scally. And really, Jesus. I could you could really flip-flop them with the Outlaws for me because – Yeah, that's exactly um, what I did. Yeah, I, I think they could go down, but I still think they have a more – they got a more talented roster than the teams below them. And so uh, we're going to we're gonna see if their coaching staff can put it together. They got another four weeks to do so. All right, Jake? Number six? Yep. Uh, yeah, I've got the Trojans at number six. I think that they've taken some hits in their talent. Um, I think they're still a good program, which is why they're making the top half of the league for me. Right. Um, but I think that, that I need to see the, what this kind of retooled Trojan team looks like before they can rank them higher. Okay. I got the Outlaws at six. I think they came out strong. Yep. They made a statement. And, they definitely uh, did. That's, that's where I got them, at six. All, All right. right. Top five. Here we go. Top, top five. five, Kenny. It, number Kenny, five. Kenny, just, just list your top five. All of them? Just, yeah, just go top five. Right All right, now. top five. Number five, I got the Trojans. Okay. Number four, I got the Sabres. Okay. Number three, I got the Raiders. Okay. Number two, I got the Swarm. Okay. And then number one, I got the Buzz. We have the exact same top five. So, I switched them up. Last time I had Raiders two and Swarm three, but I wasn't at their scrimmage. I've heard things. 
Hashtag Patty Schefter. Oh, no, 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 no. Hashtag Hashtag Jake Glazer. So... I've Not heard I've heard Jake. some things that give me some some uh, questions about the Raiders, um, and then I dropped the saber. Were the Sabers at four last week? Uh, I'm not sure. I think, uh, I think they, they were still at four. They were at four. Uh, they maybe the Trojans could overcome the Sabers for one reason is the Sabers got a lot of size, mm-hmm. but. Uh, what I saw from their film is their big tackles could not stop a speed rush. Mm. Mm. They got beat on the outside a lot. Well, if you so, run it up the middle, it really doesn't matter. It, yeah. Where, are they, where <laughs> are they? Then do that. Where are they soft? <laughs> then do that. But I, I just, yeah. Where are they soft? They the soft outside. in the middle. In the middle. That's right. No, I said it was on the outside. No. <laughs> uh, so I'll go a little bit different. My top five is I've got the Outlaws at five, the Sabres at four, Raiders at three, Swarm at two, and the Buzz at one. Okay. okay. Um, I think that uh, of the remaining teams, you know, uh, I think that the Outlaws are probably the most settled. Um, I, 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 it was, it was really tough for me. I could have flip flopped the Trojans and the Outlaws easily. I think right. just the just the fact that the Outlaws are still a little more settled and have a little more of their um, the nucleus that they had from last season intact, right. um, exactly. and can build on that and have some experience in the league now um, gives them an advantage over the Trojans. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so my top five, Trojans at five, Sabres at four, Raiders at three, Swarm at two, and the Buzz at one. Now, I got to ask myself, will the Swarm overtake the Buzz as as the number one spot? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they will. no uh look the reason that i still you know we had the same top five right uh i still have the trojans at five because i do believe that they will pull some talent uh here and there uh they still have jordan castro who's a big time offensive player in this league huge huge uh sabers at four they still got size they still got athletes i think that they're going to be a really well-coached team, and I think that they belong in the top five conversation yep. as of right now. They seem well put together, for sure. The Raiders, I dropped them down to three simply because, uh, look. You're a hater? Yeah. I'm not a hater. I just think that with this coronavirus thing, <clears throat> excuse me, good Lord. With this coronavirus thing, I think it's going to push the league back a little bit, and then <laughs> – God, what are you going to play? Go ahead. ahead. Keep Uh, talking. I think that it's going to cause some schedule conflicts, and they're not going to get those players that they thought they were going to get. So they were getting Nighthawk players? They were getting Day-Day, and I believe they were getting one other Nighthawk player that could have been Vika. Uh, Which, yeah, if if that was the case, then I'd possibly have them at two, maybe even one. Right. But, oh, and Joshua Davis from the Nighthawks as well, the, Mm -hmm. the pancake guy. Uh, those are big gets if the season was starting next week now that the season's pushed back is that going to have an effect I don't know maybe but but that's why this is a preseason rank and we don't know for sure we don't know Uh, Swarm at 2 I think that we have the talent to compete with the best in the league I'm waiting for this fucking sound bite keep going man I'm just uh, (laughs) I'm like literally I, th- I think that, you know, and with Andre Dixon officially coming out and saying that he's playing with the Swarm. Yeah, and he And that guy is so quiet. He's so quiet. And the fact that he got on G-Man on Facebook Live and called out 
not only Scally, but called out every other DB in the league. He wanted that smoke. He wants all yeah, the smoke. He's, a, he's about and that life. I appreciate life. him, and he's gonna be one of the best. He, the, uh, dude, him, John Payne. Ouch. That, that's all you gotta say is right. him and John Payne. But they also, we also have a great line. We have a good defense, so we have all the pieces to come together. Number one, the buzz. Hell no, to the no, 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 to the no. They added Marco. He's a great piece. Yeah. Adds to add depth. to to Luke, to Ben, to Bryson, Klein, uh, not Churchill. So you got but, that but wrong. But we can add him. We but we can add that to Trey Larson. Yes. Uh, who? Who I was can't, it? I can't remember. McBride. Who, yeah, McBride. That's who it is. Yeah, it was McBride. So you got corrected. My bad. I got corrected. Please do that. I was a stooge and I was really drunk. Uh, yeah, we we <coughs> decided to drink Churchill. less this yeah, time. Yeah, we drank considerably less whiskey. But I still think that they they have top down one of the best teams in the league. Right. Uh, they're defending champs. What else can you say? So. Can't say much. That that is the updated power rankings for all you guys. Guys, this is we're not even at two hours yet. We're at one fifty two right now. We could keep going. We could keep going absolutely all night long. Hey, but uh, I mean, two hours. I mean, three more. We got three more weeks. Until yeah, we got three more weeks. So, we so but yeah, we exactly. Well, and I think that I think that we're progressively getting better as though as we like you know start as edging toward the season, we'll start hitting that kind of magic we, ninety we minute did, number. We did have another question from Evan Hamatake of the Rose City Swarm. How many field goals do we think will be kicked during the season? Uh, let's set an over under like, right now. Like total, total for the season. Total, total for like the season. Total for the season among twelve teams. Amongst all PNFL teams, how many field goals? Like, let's let's say kind field, of let's say field goal Ooh. attempts. Like per, well, because, per you game know, or for the whole no, season? No, for the whole season. So, like, we know in semi-pro, like, getting a actual place kicker, like a field goal kicker, that's a rarity. Like, to have a right. really good one. I know the Raiders have a good one. I know the that Swarm have, uh, we have Samuel. Samuel. <clears throat> Samuel's uh, good. You know, the, the Sabres kicked a few field goals. The, the Buzz have a new kicker. That I haven't seen before, but I but if anything, Trey kicker. Larson is a great backup. Yeah. So ha- over under, how many field goals do we think will be kicked? So the entirety of the PNFL. First season? of all, how many games do we? Let's think say that be? there. Are, let's let's say for some fucking reason that there are eight games played this season. Okay. Total. So twelve Total. teams times eight games. Well, I guess you wouldn't go all twelve because they're they're combined. Was like um, sixteen games. Something like that. Real quick, over under ninety six games. Ninety eight times twelve is ninety six. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but you got to cut that in half because two te- two teams from each. You're. So I, ninety ninety ish games. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess maybe. 30, thirty field goals. Thirty field goals for the for entire season. Okay. There uh, was plenty of teams last season that never kicked a field goal. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll bump that up a little bit. I'll I'll probably say something in the neighborhood of fifty. Okay. I'll go fifty-five. I mean, yeah, fifty-five. All yeah. right. You playing the prices right, or you know? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you're just gonna hit me with the fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. 
Hey, uh, I think I think it's going to be low. I think this is going to be this is a touchdown league. It's not a kicking league. Yeah, it's yeah. Punters. Punters are make key. your name. Man. Oh my gosh, punters! Punt the ball. Uh, that, that season, that especially season I for MVP, you, I never kicked a field goal. Regardless, regardless of where where we had you, you teams that are down in that bottom six, please find you a punter. God, it makes such a difference. All right, that is it for PNFL for the the PNFL pod PNFL episode pod. two. We are trying to get the technology to have people call in uh, and do live interviews. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, this is only the second episode. Second episode. We just figured out how to do sound bites. Um, so kind of. We're going to keep, <laughs> you know, please keep it coming with the with the questions. If we say yes. something that's wrong, correct us. Don't be a dick about it, though. Like, just say, or hey. be a dick about it. Or be a dick have about it. Yeah, we can take it. Yeah, because we always we always need something for the butthurt of the week. Segment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we really appreciate all the feedback that we got uh, from episode one. I know it was a long one. This one's kind of long too, but uh, there's a lot to talk about. You know, the, yeah. no one's no one's ever had this type of platform to be able to talk about the PNFL. So right. we're gonna take full advantage of it, and you're gonna sit here and listen to for two hours to us yeah. bullshit about football. So you guys got anything else you want to say? I think we're good for this week. Yeah, we got so much more good. to cover that we can always – we got three more weeks. <clears throat> yeah. But at least four weeks until the start of the season. In the meantime, wash your fucking hands. Stay Wu-tang. safe. Yeah. Like, don't – Pull this up. Don't here. be a. Oh yeah, hey, let's let's talk a little like just a little PSA for some uh, for a little COVID awareness here. Uh, yeah. Kenny, you you showed this to me earlier today, and I think it is really great for uh, for everybody out there. It's a really great little way to remember how to handle this whole COVID nineteen situation. I can only find it. Oh my gosh, here, here we go. All right, here we go. So, so you guys just got to remember, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. So protect your neck. W Wu Tang. Wash hands. The U in Wu Tang. Use a mask properly. Whether you use one or not, if you're going to use it, use it properly. Cover your nose. Yeah, it's oh. really stupid if you don't cover your nose. It's useless. Dude, I, I work at a major. I work at a yeah. major medical facility, and I see this all the time. Yeah. where people just like co- don't cover their nose. Yeah, it's like, well, I can't breathe. Well, then don't wear the mask. Uh, T, touch nothing. Then and, and maybe that could be touch things that you're that are not your face. Basically. Yeah. Uh, a avoid large crowds. That's kind of a given. That's been enacted by governors and such. Uh, N never touch your face with unclean hands. So there it is. Touch nothing. Uh, G go to the hospital if you have severe symptoms. Yep. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Remember that. <laughs> Protect your neck. Protect your neck. All right. That's it for the PNFL Pod episode two. We're out till next week. Later. Peace. <laughs>